Hey, Work Positive Nation, ever been bullied? I don't just mean in middle school by that kid who stole your lunch money. <laughs> that happened to me. I mean at work by your supervisor who then fired you. Psychological safety suffers in a toxic work culture just like that. And if it's happened to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast had this very experience. And rather than getting bitter, she got better. She evolved from that disastrous experience to launch an amazing career as a self-esteem, branding, and communications expert, speaker, and a certified professional coach. She has this amazing ability to close the gaps in audiences' minds regarding how they see themselves, their careers, and their abilities to achieve success. She's worked with some amazing corporations, such as Cigna, Bank of America, KeyBank, and even Walmart. She's also the creator and presenter of the Society for Human Resource Management, that SHRM, senior leadership program entitled Powerful Leaders, Transform Your Personal Brand and Executive Presence. She was the first honorary command chief at the Department of Defense's largest aerial port, Dover Air Force Base. I could go on and on telling you about her trailblazing work. Instead, let's welcome her to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Work Positive Nation, help me welcome S. Renee Smith. S. Renee, I am ecstatic to have you on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Thank you, sir. I am excited to be here, Dr. Joey. Oh, it is a real thrill to me. Esther and I first met on LinkedIn. So after listening to this podcast, you're definitely going to want some more Esther and Smith. So uh, we're all on LinkedIn these days. So just go to LinkedIn and she'll, uh, she'll be glad to reach out to you there. Your story is an amazing story of overcoming adversity. And if I could even take it a step further and say, you did more than overcome adversity. You used adversity as a springboard to creating your best mindset for success. Bullied by a supervisor, huh? Yeah, yeah. Interesting uh, story, uh, Dr. Joey. I uh, was in a position and I was a director of public relations and um, doing a, a phenomenal job to the point that the president asked me to become his advisor and to be a part of his cabinet. And that meant that I was in the room with my boss and not at her invitation, but his. Uh, and yeah, so there you have a little bit of friction there, mm-hmm. but it was a result of not just my work, but what the team was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to put a little bit of emphasis on what the team was doing, because our success is predicated on being able to function within teams. Mm-hmm. But she got to the point where she was bullying me, humiliating me in front of my staff, calling me outside my names, putting mm. notes under my door, uh, telling me I couldn't write, trying to force me to take a class and writing. And then once I um, said, OK, let's sit down and figure out what's priority. And I started writing more Then she said, well, who's writing for you? So it was just a <laughs> oh my constant, mm. yeah, mm. a constant, I want to destroy you. And I was even more determined to show up 
and protect my team mm. and to ensure that we had a safe space to do our work. Mm. So I took the jabs and I fought back and eventually I was fired. And I want to be clear, there's two pieces to this. The first step was, I want you to fire somebody on your team. And I oh, wanted man. to know why uh-huh. I was I was asked to fire that person. And mm-hmm. I refused to. And I said, if you want to fire somebody, fire me. And so they fired me for not being able to write. Interestingly, the president's office wrote a letter of resignation sent it to me and asked me to sign it. And I refused. (laughs) Oh my God, this is a horror story. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's just hard to believe that this kind of behavior was, was allowed. Yeah. Well, you talk about cultures and cultures are the breeding ground for uh, people to behave in a particular way. Mm. And so I believe it starts at the top and it filters down. When leadership, top leadership, shows up in a way that honors the workplace, the employees, then that's what you're going to get in leadership. Mm. But if they allow that type of bullying behavior, then it's going to filter your organization and eventually eventually destroy it it's cancerous oh absolutely Mm. absolutely you Mm. you, you talk about um you know trying to get top talent that's a way to immediately tell them that you don't want them there Mm -hmm. wow well that that qualifies as one of your worst days ever until you shifted your mindset and made it the best day ever tell us about that transformation process for you Absolutely. So I have always been a positive person. Um, That's a part of my, I would say, spiritual DNA. It's a Mm -hmm. part of who I am to be able to see the glass as uh, half full versus half empty. Mm. Um, I will say that during that time, it was so difficult. And it, interestingly, sometimes you can go through something and fight through it, but it's not until it's over that you feel it uh, and you feel the heaviness of it. Yes. Right? So I went through what the doctor said I was depressed and uh, he gave me antidepressants and I I decided I'm not advocating this for anyone else, but I decided I was going to throw them in the trash and I was going to make my way back to myself. Mm. Because when you're in those types of situations, Dr. Joey, what, what I have discovered is that you lose so much of who you are because you're so busy fighting. So you're Mm. in that flight mode, right? That fight flight mode. Mm -hmm. And so you don't realize how much you're losing of yourself when people Mm -hmm. say negative things about you and Mm -hmm. say, you can't do this, or you're not good at that. And um, I literally started my journey back to myself. I started asking myself, what do you want? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What have you learned from this? Mm -hmm. And I made a commitment that day that day, whenever that day was, because it wasn't an overnight trip. So let's be clear. It wasn't that day. It was over a period of time. I decided I didn't want anyone else to deal with what I dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so my mission in life was to ensure that 
every person that I came in contact with would be inspired and empowered to own their space and to be able to advocate for themselves. Mm. Mm. And that that self-awareness and action orientation did take time. I suspect, though, you mentioned your spiritual DNA. I suspect that began in your childhood. But you must have had some people around you as you went through that transformation. Talk to us a little bit about who those people were around you who supported you and cared for you during that time. Oh, I love that question because you're exactly right. You don't go through anything like that or uh, life without people. And yeah. my parents are absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> uh, my my father is about perseverance. He's about you can do or be whomever you want to, to, to be uh. and you can accomplish anything. He's had his own stories as a black male who uh, wow. built his own business wow. uh, in the 60s. And being able to work through that piece and being able to find people and leverage relationships to, mm. to get loans and to get mm. equipment, et cetera, which was, he just has a phenomenal story. So his story inspired me to keep moving forward. And then my mother, who is very spiritual, who says, you don't need a lot of friends. You just need to be a friend. So no matter what it is that you're going through in life, how can you share a piece of yourself with someone else? Because that's when you get inspired to be more and to be able to have and and your and then you are given more responsibility mm. to do more with the mm. space that you've been given. Mm, I love that. So, boy, I hear a deep spiritual DNA, then perseverance from your dad, and then that perspective of it's not about you. And so often it seems when we, you know, maybe I'm being confessional here. Right? Well, I know I am. When, when we're in the midst of adversity, it's very easy to camp out in the pity party, as opposed to the persistence that allows you to plant into other people's lives. So you're fired who were those people that you chose to surround yourself with or that were sent as it were to surround you to help you through that transformation? Yeah, it was definitely my parents. They I, were I, right I there with you. Okay. I, you know, there's one person and I, I acknowledge this person in uh, my first book. Uh -huh. She was a nurse. She was a registered nurse, but she was also a minister. I met her. <laughs> interestingly, I met her because she was my she was a nurse uh, that had treated me and or served me. But there was but then I met her through ministry. Mm. And one day out of nowhere, she <laughs> picks up the phone and calls. Wow. Her name is Reverend Nadine Henry. She picks up the phone and calls and she just says, you're going to be fine. Like. Out of what seemingly is nowhere, but we yeah. know that there is something always that, first of all, we're all connected. Yes. Right? And that uh, there's something that allows us to, there's something that says, call this person, mm. uh, say this to that person, mm. you know, that that energy, that spirit, whatever it is that we want to want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and she called and it was that moment 
uh, that literally when she called Dr. Joey, this is really funny. It was later in the morning. So I'm an early, early riser. I can get up anywhere from three to five o'clock and start working. Uh-huh. And uh, this particular day, it was probably about nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was still in bed because remember, I was trying to work my way through the depression. Mm. And when she called, I picked up and that was a, that was the catalyst for me seeing that mm. there was a greater work for me to do in the world. Mm. Mm, I love it. Yeah, there was nothing random about that. <laughs> it was it was very intentional. And I'm convinced that those people, as I said a moment ago, are sent to us at exactly the right moment. So I've got chill bumps just listening to that because that was your moment, Esherney. That that was your moment when you heard exactly what you needed to hear in order to take that adversity and springboard off of it. So talk to us about psychological safety. You know, we here in Work Positive Nation are all about attracting top talent, reducing team turnover. How do we, in those initial conversations, when we're attracting top talent, how do we talk about psychological safety in ways that are beyond what I call woo woo (laughs) and are, you know, just grounded in reality. Here's the way we roll around the Acme corporation to help increase trust and the other factors of psychological safety. Yeah. So how do we talk about psychological safety? I think we talk about it in human terms. So, you Mm -hmm. know, psychological safety is up here, but me treating you like a human being is here. here. And then it's here and here right? How do those two pieces connect? And I think what is happening with all of our development pieces in corporate America is that uh, we are so focused on terminology that we lose the element of how do I treat you as a human being? How do I show up and understand that just because you are a human being, you are worthy, worthy, of my attention and inclusiveness, Mm. right? And what I mean by that is, is that I, and Oprah says this, she says, I see you, I hear you, and you matter. Mm. That's the first step to being inclusive Mm. is that I recognize you are in the room. I hear Mm. you when you speak and I see you as you navigate in the world. And when we get that, it's real simple. I think we complicate it with all the psychological stuff with it. But when we say, hey, it's just saying, hey, yeah, that's a great point, Mm. you know, or hey, Dr. Joey, when I meet with you, hey, Dr. Joey, how are you doing today? And mean it when you say it. And And pause and wait for a true, genuine response. I mean, I've said back to people before, yesterday. No, really. I mean it. You may be fine, but what's fine? Because <laughs> we we yeah. dismiss that as a greeting almost sometimes. Just say, oh, I'm fine. No, really. How are you? I care. Absolutely. And what I and you took the words right out of my mouth and you're dead on. It's how are you? And when they say good, then to ask what is good. Ah, mm hmm. What is good? It's interesting because I'm doing a, a journal with my niece. I, I was in the store and I saw a journal and she's uh-huh. like 20 some years old. Uh-huh. And I saw the journal and I said, I 
took a picture of the inside of it. And I asked her, I said, um, I said, does this look like it interests you? This is something you could do with your team, mm. right? And one of the questions, it's like four questions a day. And one of the questions is, what was good today? Mm. What was good today? Mm. Something so simple. And so those kinds of conversations with your team, what is good? One word, Joey, give me one word that sums up your day. Mm. Mm. Was it inspirational? Was it productive? Was it empowering? You know, if you go around the room, you're learning so much and giving a voice to people and, mm. and or not giving them a voice, creating space for their voice. Right. Yeah. I like to refer to it as conversational generosity. Yeah. The narcissist in me wants to <laughs> command and control the conversation, particularly when you get into work meetings, right? I've got my agenda and we're going to go through this agenda, blah, 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 right? But yeah. the kinds of questions that we're talking about here, how was last week for you or how was your morning? And then giving that conversational generosity that acknowledges that answer and just gives space for it to be heard. Because everyone has a voice, right, S. Renee? Well, everyone has a voice, but everyone does not feel that their voice is heard. Exactly. So the problem isn't the voice. The problem is is create this space created for mm. them to mm. be able to, to be heard and to be able to be valued. Um, huh. It's interesting because what I have found in coaching leaders that run global, massive global organizations, mm. uh, CEOs, and Joey, you probably can speak to this, uh, as well, or you may have seen this in your practice, is that people feel like they need to be compliant to mm. someone else's expectation of them. Yeah. Thereby, they feel uncertain and deal with doubt, which mm. means that productivity, innovation, and all the other things that companies need and thrive mm. in is lost. Yes. So how do we release control over what we think good looks like? Hmm. Mm. Mm. Boy, that is <laughs> amazingly true. And what creates that culture of compliance? It must be something about me as a leader, insecurity or whatever's driving me, right? To just create that compliance need in everyone around me. I'm quite comfortable, whether it's in my marriage of 41 years or in in other places, just saying, look, if yes is the only answer around here, one of us is unnecessary because, <laughs> <laughs> because we need some yes, friction, yes. which can bring heat and light to the conversation. And we really are better when each of us are contributing. So if you're talking about innovation and creativity, Let's game on. Let's go find the best way. I, I don't have it. You don't have it. But together, we can sure find it. Right, Esther? Yeah, I think there we have to understand the the, the system or the, the process, the mm. framework, the mental model to building a relationship. Mm. So in the workplace specifically. So it's first being inclusive. We talked about that. Then mm -hmm. it's can I come in here to learn, right? Mm -hmm. 
as, as I navigate, I know you hired me for my brilliance. I know you hired me because of what I've been able to do, but this is a new culture that I need to learn to navigate. Can I make a mistake without being criticized and condemned and people talking about me? Or fired. <laughs> or, or fired. Right, right, right. And then the 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 third, the next step is, you know. As I've learned and understand the culture, is there any opportunity for autonomy? Do you trust me? Do mm. you trust me? Mm. Um, and then the fourth is, can I exercise my courageousness to speak mm. up, mm. right? And to challenge you and to say, uh, yeah, I know I'm the new kid on the block, but why have you done it this way? Mm. And are you open to a new way, another way of doing things? Mm. Um, I think that when we understand that it takes time to build those relationships and yes. most people walk into the door and believing that this is their new opportunity, that the slate is, is, is clear and, and clean. And I can really develop a relationship with you and you as the leader you as team members, you, and it's not one person. I know we have the boss, but right. We have people on the team that also can work in silos and have favoritism. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So um, in some companies, you have people who present ideas and you invite people to come and present those ideas. Mm. But some people seem to have a list of 50 people that show up and some people have a list of two. What happened? Why did it happen? Mm -hmm. Did anybody take notice? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, what about the person who, the manager who decides that I'm going to meet with your team and not tell you, but you're going to be in a meeting and you're, the team that you're leading will tell you that you have, that I have a meeting with them and you not know it. Whoa. And you have the conversation with your leader and they just said, oh, I forgot. Really? <laughs> you know, it's these types of behaviors. You talk about psychological safety. Mm -hmm. That's the big word. I'm talking about how we treat each other as human Specific beings, yeah. right? How we build confidence, how we build resilience, mm. how we build autonomy and mm. how we build courageousness. Mm. S. Renee Smith is my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. If you're walking the dog around the Peloton and you're thinking, man, this is a great conversation. I want to know more about S. Renee. Go to srenee.com right now and just flip through the pages there. You'll find some great stuff. And we'll tell you a little bit more in a few moments about what you'll find there. So let's hunker down on autonomy for just a moment, Renee. Yeah. S. Renee. Because I'm convinced, right or wrong, I'm convinced autonomy is the the wrestling match that's going on right now in corporations around the world. And I'm experiencing it around physicality. Mm -hmm. Do I trust you to work remotely or, you know, you're in Miami and I'm in LA or do I need your butt in a seat in front of me at least three days a week so that I can lay eyeballs on you to make sure you're doing what I want you to do. Yeah. Autonomy is a huge issue right now. Yeah, it is. And I can't be one to determine that. I think every company has to decide for themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that that is their right. That's their company, right? And they have a right to make that determination Mm. and face the consequences of that determination. Intended or unintended. Absolutely. So I'm not here to advocate one way or another uh, Mm -hmm. for that. Um, I just believe that my advocacy, I vote with my feet. (laughs) as as an employee Uh to work where you get to identify these are the here are my non-negotiables and with these non-negotiables i can work here and get these non-negotiables met Mm. i don't think it's your role as an employee to say well you don't need me there well Mm. If you don't have the full vision of a company, you mm-hmm. cannot say that. Mm. And most people do not have that full vision. Right. And truth be told, a lot of times the CEO doesn't have the full vision. <laughs> you went there, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, that is the truth. And so I, I'm calling people back into the office physically because I'm paying a lease. It's not vision, right? It's I'm I'm stuck in this lease for the next three to four years, and I, I've got to make good on this space, and therefore we've always done it that way. I mean, that can certainly be one reaction. It's dare I say appalling. It, it was surprising to me at first how yeah. many leaders lack an understanding of that vision because they have yet to take the time to raise their level of self awareness to understand the reasons why they are esteemed and play to their strengths. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. But I, in that, Mm. I think that admittedly I have my own blind spots. Totally. Right. And I, as, as an individual. So if I have my own black own blind spots as a human, if I'm expecting other people to be forgiving of the things that I do, Right. If I am asking you to have grace when I make mistakes, Mm -hmm. then we have to understand that the CEO, as lonely as it is at the time, they too, right, will make decisions that may not be in alignment with your truth, Mm. but it's Mm -hmm. their truth at the time. And the more information they get, their truth will likely change. And at least we hope that it does. Mm. And so... I think it's all, I think it goes back to psychological safety. We don't believe, or sometimes we don't teach that psychological safety also flows both ways. Mm. We're always looking at it from the perspective of the leader. Yeah, top down. I too, as an employee, have to recognize I have a responsibility as a human being to also create psychological safety. I love it. Leadership. Yes. Yes. Totally. 100%. I need to be approachable in practicing conversational generosity and be responsible in my autonomy and be trustworthy. All those kinds of things. I mean, loneliness in, in leadership is a thing. We just haven't talked about it. But finally, 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 we're getting around to talking about some things that make us human and, and really affect our ability to lead others. And so i I relish and celebrate that with you today, Esther Esther Renee Smith is my guest on this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. So I promised a few moments ago that we would share some of what uh, Work Positive Nation is going to find when they go to estherenee.com. Tantalize us a little bit with what we're going to find there. 
Oh, yeah. So um, you're probably going to see a pop-up that comes up that says, join me for a free webinar. Oh, um, sweet. Really about branding. It's a 45-minute webinar where I reveal to you and share with you my mental model as well as my branding framework. Okay. And I share case studies, but I also really help you to get clear because there's nothing more challenging in life than really maybe not knowing what you want, mm. what you have, or mm. why you have it, <laughs> um, and really understanding the power of branding because we hear about branding and we always think of self-promotion. Branding, the branding process isn't about that. The branding mm. process is really becoming present to who you are, what you have, understanding why you have it and what you can do with it to serve others. Oh, and beautiful. so um, that's the first thing that, that you'll see. And uh -huh. then a link to the LCA.education, which is the Leaders Career Accelerator, mm. which is a place where you go to get information on how to accelerate your career through self-development, which focuses on uh, self-awareness. Oh, wonderful. Now, now, you've written an entire library of books. Uh, we'll find information about that at srna.com. Absolutely. There is a, a place for books. Uh, and anywhere from you're in the beginning stages where you're saying, I need to become more confident, uh, courageous, and more accountable, to I really want to understand what branding is about and how does yeah. this work to, um, you know, self-esteem, really understanding that to, okay, I know this branding thing, but I want to harness the power of it, right? Uh -huh. I want to understand executive presence Absolutely. That to becoming a more assertive communicator. And what are those steps that I need to take? And how do I have some of those difficult conversations in a way that honors me, but mm. also honors the person? Wonderful. And I know that we find a course there, Create a Mindset for Success. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. So really predicated on what we talked about earlier um, mm -hmm. that I have discovered, and I think you have as well, is that one of the biggest challenge for people is to get over their own uncertainty and self-doubt, no matter how successful they are. What are those tools what are those strategies, but also the top three challenges that women specifically deal with mm. uh, includes Good. communication, right? How to leverage my, my network. And then the third is, is, is escaping me, but it'll probably come back and talking fast, but That's uh, all right. how do I, how do I really, who's in my network? How mm. many times have you assessed what you have? Mm -hmm. like we don't even know the skill sets. We have these, you know, we'll go to the top five or 10. But when I look at communication, right, I'm a good communicator. Let's say that, uh, Joey, we're talking to you and mm -hmm. you're a good communicator. Okay, what does that mean? You're a good communicator. Yeah, there are a lot of good like? communicators. Do mm -hmm. you connect? Do you engage? Does your communication style engage people? Mm -hmm. Does your communication style simplify principles or simplify? Like, what is it that makes your communication a great skill set? So really helping people to dive into that and really get uh -huh. clear. Oh, I love it. So when you go to astronade.com, be sure to check out, create a mindset for success. Man, that sounds like a 
course, it'll turbocharge anybody, wherever you are, whether you're at the top or somewhere in the middle, right, in your particular career. So, S. Renee Smith, Work Positive Nation, always wants to know from my guest one thing. So, S. Renee Smith, what's your one thing that you would recommend Work Positive Nation do beginning today to create a positive work culture? Reach out to somebody that you don't know and learn something about them. And it's somebody who doesn't look like you, somebody who doesn't, um, doesn't, isn't in the same department as you and build that relationship because this is all about psychological safety and psychological safety starts with inclusion. So tell somebody through your actions that I see you, I hear you and you matter. Mm, I see you, I hear you, and you matter to me and to Work Positive Nation, S. Renee Smith. Thank, Thank you for the gift you. of your wisdom. Thanks for being with us today and showing up with all of you. Uh, you're quite a gift, not only to the world, but especially to Work Positive Nation today. And I'm better for this experience, and I know Work Positive Nation is too. Thank you so much, S. Renee. Thank you. My pleasure, Dr. Joey. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Work Positive Podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends who are HR and small business leaders so they can do one thing today to create a positive work culture that increases productivity and profits. I'd like to give you a free work positive course just for listening. It's called Something to Talk About, and it's transformed the work conversations of so many people all over the world. Get your free copy when you go to workpositive.today slash something to talk about, and you can start transforming your conversations today. Remember, it pays to work positive.